Hi, I'm Jason Voss of CFA Institute, Content Director. Uh, with me today is Sean Kidney, CEO and co-founder of the Climate Bonds Initiative. Uh, other roles that you wear, many of the many hats, uh, he's a uh, leader for social change globally. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Jason. So for the audience who may not be familiar with Climate Bonds, I wonder if you could spend a little bit of time just telling them what they need to know about Climate Bonds to understand them. Sure. Well, uh, Climate Bond or a Green Bond, as it's commonly known, especially in the U.S., is simply a bond where the proceeds are used for a green project or a climate-related project. The bulk of them, 98%, are to do with climate change in one form or another, clean energy, green buildings, and so on and so on. Right. So what are the three to five things that an investor who's looking at climate bonds would want to know? For example, I know that underwriting is a big deal. The definition of what is a green bond is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, look, at any market where it's, um, there aren't clear definitions, you're going to have some differences of opinion about what is green or what is climate, particularly when it's not a credit perspective. So let me take one point, one step back. The key feature of this particular market, the interesting intellectual development, has been this idea that we could put out two bonds, one an ordinary one and one a green one, where the proceeds go to an earmark project with the same risk and yield characteristics. Now, that's taken about five years to get that argument of the market run. We've won that. Since we won that, kaboom, it's exploded like right. a firework. So it's gone from $3 billion a couple of years ago, $11 billion, we're up to $32 billion as of today, and it's about $40, $50 billion by this, this year, $100 billion next year. So that's a fast growth. Hey, small in the scheme of global bond markets, but an interesting growth. It's because that basic premise is there. We've been able to get large agreement on the part of issuers and buyers in this market. That's what it is. So the, the key point then is the green or climate aspects are a bonus feature like a free set of steak knives. Right. And so what you're worried about if you're an investor who's concerned about this is first, well, you can get this past your investment committee, A, and then B, you want to make sure that it does what it says in the tin. That is, it goes to something that's credibly green. Now, at the moment, we've got a market dominated by highly reputable issuers who are concerned to make sure that it's done the right way because they want to go back to the market again and again and again. As it grows, as it gets to 100 billion, 300 billion, there's going to be a lot more issuers struggling to figure out what's going on. You know, standards then became, make a big difference because bond markets are a commoditized market. If it's really quick and easy to tell, you know, that, that, that turbo charges it too. So that's what we're working on now, how you, how you get clear definitions. So, so I think that, you know, if, if I'm a person interested in these climate bonds and I want to find out information, uh, uh, is there information on Bloomberg Terminal, for example? Yep. Uh, yeah. You can go to Bloomberg, uh, you can go to Thomson Reuters to see the green bond list. We help them. Uh, with that list, you can go to MSCI now and Standard Poor Dow, Dow Jones Index, who have now got indices around green bonds and Sol Active in Germany. Uh, there's a bunch of you can come to our website. Right, we'll list it as well. So now there's a lot of tools developing. There's an ecosystem of resources. You've now got a, a whole pile of specialist, independent reviewers of the green characteristics of bonds right. that are coming out. That makes it a lot easier for an investor. They can say, "Oh, this has been independently reviewed." So Exxon says it's green. Should I trust Exxon? Okay, it's been independently reviewed. The money's really going to a wind farm. That's sweet. The second key characteristic of the market, we've talked about equal pricing, flat pricing, is that it's about earmarking and up to assets. So this is a market which is different from the environmental social governance market you may have heard of, ESG sure. market. 
This isn't about how green the company is, whether it recycles of paper. It's about whether the money's going to an asset on the ground that qualifies wind farm, which also opens up the potential for a lot more issuers. Sure. What we really want to do is enable engineering companies and utilities and the like, who might have assets in a bunch of areas, to issue bonds against their green assets and grow that side of the business. Yeah, so it's almost like a project financing bond. So companies can slice and dice their capital structure as well. And it'll be interesting to see. You'll know it's really t taken off when it won't just be the green bond, but it'll be the dirty bond, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. So who are, other, who are the other advocates for this? I, I know there's some big happenings uh, with governments around the world uh, with regard to climate bonds. So I wonder if you could share some of those. Uh, look, you know, we had a, a big chunk of the recent UN Climate Summit in New York was devoted to green bonds. We had the... Uh, uh, UN Secretary General talking about them, we had the President of the World Bank, we had every single private sector leader and so on. It was uh, fashionable, let's say. Um, we've got uh, NGOs around the world who are involved in this process. Uh, we've got the U International Union of Railways and so on. One of the things we're trying to do is to convene all these parties around the world who are working in their own silos. Silos is an important issue, right? Sure. You know bond markets, right? They, they need liquidity. Yeah. If, if you're too small a slice of the market, you have a liquidity premium. What we've done with this idea is to bring together a broad theme which covers a lot of different areas. Renewables, clean energy of all sorts, green property, railways, because low carbon transport is a critical part of the transition to a low carbon economy, and so on. And say, let's just call that all climate or green, and have a larger market so we can get some sense of liquidity so people can buy and sell within it. And that's where the common carriage switch is coming. And that actually is helping us, because what's right. happening is, is uh, investors have been sitting on the sidelines saying, Solar bonds too small, rail bonds not so sure, are they really green, et cetera, are now coming in right. and playing in what's called, essentially it's a green sandbox. So who's the global leader here, like at the national level or international level? This market has been kicked off by development banks. But is it the UK, is it the United States, is it? Um, the World Bank, the Europe, which is based in Washington DC. Right. The European Investment Bank uh, are the two of the biggest leaders. Uh, GDF Suez, which is a French utility company, uh, in the US, we've seen DC Water in Washington DC come out for a 100-year bond, wow. which is a green bond, which sold like hotcakes. We've seen Massachusetts and California go to the market with munis. Uh, we've seen a bunch of Scandinavian, as you would expect in this area, where right. the awareness of these issues are strong, uh, that have been in the market. So it's, it's been all over the place. We've also seen um, issuance out of Taiwan, and the latest was the Development Bank of Japan, who put out a bond. So, you know, really it's happening, it's bubbling up all over the place. It's still early bubbles. But it just looks like there's a lot of momentum. And wh why is there momentum? I'm going to have to, have, to, I have to answer that question for you. The reason being is that there's $22.5 trillion of assets under management. Sure. Represented in the signatories to statements about the importance of addressing climate change. That's fundamentally it. There's $45 trillion of assets under management represented in the principles for responsible investment. There's $30 trillion represented on the carbon disclosures project. All these investors understand the issue, know it's a concern, haven't been able to find a way to address it within their portfolio management. Right. Because these are societal risks. They're really hard to deal with in portfolio management. You know, you can say, oh, you need a better risk on, take risk on a solar a small cap company, but hey, that's not a very pop popular idea. The premise of all this is you don't take on the risk because the risk is picked up by the issuer to get it to a rating level that suits your requirements. So we have an investment grade universe here. It's 95% investment grade. Right. It's uh, safe, secure, it suits pension funds, it suits insurance funds, and guess what? They're buying it. Well, it's such a great story. If somebody wants information about you and what you're up to, where should they go? www. 
climatebonds.net. It's all there. Thanks, Sean. If you'd like more information on this video or any of our other videos uh, that we've produced, go to www.cfainstitute.org. Thanks. Copyright 2014 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.